Welcome back. This week on the podcast, I talk with Kyle Duford. Kyle is a second time guest of the show of the show. And before we get into this episode with Kyle, quick housekeeping note: if you haven't already, please give us a five star rating on your listening platform. If you are listening on Apple, give us a written review, and those reviews will do great for the algorithm and help other people find the episode and the show. So the first episode I had with Kyle, we talked a lot about his personal story and really some incredible stuff in there. And I wanted to have him back on because I've been watching from afar what him and his team have been doing at the brand leader and they are having incredible success. And I think a lot of his personal journey and really his new outlook on life and people and love and feelings and transparency and openness and vulnerability, all that sort of stuff has led to a lot of the success they are having as a team at the brand leader. They are racking up the awards for best places to work and all that sort of stuff. But as you'll hear from Kyle, it's all about the people and all about the development of his teams and the individuals that work at the brand leader that are putting out this incredible product and really showing um, with the success they are having. If you don't already know, I have an incredible sponsor in Rebel Rabbit Seltzer. Rebel Rabbit Seltzers are changing the game when it comes to socializing and going out to drinks with your friends. Instead of drinking alcoholic drinks, this is a alcohol-free seltzer. It is infused with Delta 8 and Delta 9 THC, and they are racking up the retailers all over the country. And the harm reduction aspects of drinking a Rebel Rabbit are incredible compared to if you were drinking alcohol, you're going to get a good night's sleep, you're going to wake up without a hangover, you're going to be able to be productive, not have foggy brain for a few days, and it's so much more healthier for you to be drinking a Rebel Rabbit seltzer compared to an alcoholic drink. If you are in Greenville, they do have retailers like Frodo's Pizza or the drop-in store, and so you can get it if you're out for pizza with some friends, or if you just want to pick up a six-pack to have at your house, or you can just go to their website and order directly to you. If you do, use promo code LIFE20, and you'll get 20% off your order. Their link is in our show notes, and again, their website is drinkrebelrabbit.com. Use promo code LIFE20 for 20% off your order. And if you're drinking a Rebel Rabbit Seltzer, you're probably going to be sleeping better. And you might as well be sleeping on an engineered sleep mattress, the best customer service team and products in the game. Their website is engineeredsleep.com. Use promo code LIVE15. You'll get 15% off your order there. So again, engineeredsleep.com. Use promo code LIVE15. You'll get 15% off your order. But most importantly, you're going to start sleeping better and performing better on a daily basis. Quick note again about Kyle, his book is, his link for his book is in my show notes. Also, his bio for the brand leader is in the show notes. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Kyle Duford. Kyle, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I know, uh, I think you had a long session at the tattoo parlor yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I think we ended the last time we did this with, hey, any new tattoos coming up? And I'm like, nah, I think I'm done. I might finish one thing. Yeah, no, I finished, uh, finally finished my sleeve yesterday, five and a half hours in the chair, so I'm, I'm a little hurting today. You were in Asheville? 
Yeah, up in Nashville. Do you find a good shop there? There's a guy up there. His name's Chris Roberts uh, at Serpent and the Rainbow. And I'm really particular about who does my work. Mm-hmm. And he had matched uh, the flowers I have in my left arm. Um, I had I had three three hibiscus flowers for my three children when I got married to my wife. Um, I added three more for my three new children. And they needed to match up because that was done in Oakland, California. And he's like, oh, I can do this. And the dude freehanded the whole thing. And I'm Dang. like, what are you, like, what are you doing? scared the shit out of me <laughs> and he's like starts drawing on me with sharpie and then i'm like okay no stencil he's like nah i got this and i'm like what and you literally you can't tell i know people who are listening can't see this but you can't tell the difference between what's old and new no so he earned the right with me so uh yeah he finished off my sleeve which i started in japan like 10 years ago <laughs> um we were I'm, talking too about how good it feels to finally get a sleeve done because it can take a long time yeah and i'm done like i'm like i'm done done <laughs> yeah okay yeah, I'm done <laughs> The uh, since since you came on last, and we've talked obviously in between then, but you've had a lot going on, both p- business and personal. And even in the last month, you've had a lot of exciting things happen. First off, you had a daughter married. Mm-hmm. How was that? How do you feel? I'm not old enough to have a daughter who got married. First of all, uh, yeah, she got married December seventeenth, and and that was just um, the first of the six to get married, and uh, she's just a special kid, and so. Um, yeah, she got married actually up north of Asheville, um, up in Black Mountain, Montreat area. And just it was just a spectacular time. I don't think I've let loose that much in my life. And it was just such a fun time with family and friends. And uh, and yeah, she's happily married. She lives across the street from us. So it's like, I, don't, I still get to see her. Even better. And she's the front desk receptionist at my wife's therapy practice. So like she gets to see her all the time. So it's, it's really just, uh, it's, it's been a special time for sure. And on the, uh, on the business front, Y'all have seen incredible growth mm-hmm. at the brand leader. Yep. I know y'all have some exciting news coming up with an acquisition up in New York City. Is that something you can talk about? Uh, yeah. So uh, as long as you don't you know, release this in the next couple days, uh, we're good to talk about it. Yeah, we we're fortunate enough to acquire um, an older company up in New York City who's uh, strong in the vertical of wine and spirit. So they're mostly PR, but some digital marketing um, and uh, we, we absorbed them in last week. We're still in the figuring out each other kind of phase, but we added seven people to our team, which as of this week was 36 people. So uh, yeah, we're growing. Uh, when I started a couple of years ago, we had five full-time people. Uh, besides myself, it was five full-time people, one part-timer, and then the owner. And yeah, now we're What was 40. that, seven people? Yeah, yeah you do math quick. I'm uh, not a mathematician. I'm horrible at math. See, what is five plus two? Actually, wait. So yeah, seven plus a half because he was a part-time guy. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, we were small. We were a nice little, it was a nice little fun business. And, uh, and, and the owner, it still does, but at the time just did really great work. Yeah. But we had an opportunity to make this thing bigger and better and have national clients and grow this thing. And um, yeah, it took a little bit of vision and uh and gusto and cojones as they say but what i was interested when i heard you were acquiring a company and the company i work for now is we're looking to acquire some companies similar businesses and they have to fit our culture they Mm -hmm. have to fit what we're about and i know a big focus on y'all's growth has been culture it's been the people it's been the unique traits that they bring to the table what was your due diligence or how did y'all make sure this company you're bringing on in Greenville? <laughs> uh, the biggest thing for us was making sure that 
Well, first off, we had to do some diligence to make sure that we were going after the right company first. Mm -hmm. We looked at a bunch, um, and, and, and Jeff, the owner, spent a lot of time, more time than I ever would have imagined myself spending. He's really good at this stuff. And he, he spent a bunch of time just trying to find out what would be the right kind of vertical the lane we should go into, what's going to be adjacent to us and kind of partner up with us rather than – we didn't want any redundancies. We didn't want to – you know, like we didn't have an accountant and they had an accountant and now we're like, hey, one of you has to go. Like there was no redundancy. So that was very important to me. And so we identified this group and we didn't know this until later, but 75 agencies had come and tried to go through the same purchase price a process of this group. Uh, now they, they got rejected at different points or they vetted some things and either they passed or, or the group passed. But so we were like the 76th group that came wow. in and it actually went to the end. And so we're fortunate that way, but he did all the numbers stuff. And then to his credit, the other owner came down and spent some time with us. He wanted to make sure that um, we were the right fit for him, that we had same you know philosophical ideals and, and things, and, and we did. And the next step was for me to fly up with um, one of our directors and just kind of spend time with the team. And we went through a deck uh, about who we were, not unlike what we would share with the potential client. Yeah. And we said, here's who we are. And originally the plan was to go upstairs, up, up, uh, up north to New York and just talk about, you know, your numbers and financials. And I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to scare these people. They've never been through an acquisition. Hey, I've never been through an acquisition. I, I don't, I don't think that's going to be good. Let's go upstairs. Up, I keep saying upstairs, uh, up to New York. Let's go up to New York. <laughs> and, let's go. <laughs> and, uh, and just, just figure out who they are, what makes them tick. Let's, let's set them at ease. And that was the first uh, step for me. It was probably the third or fourth or 15th step for the business as far as, far as I know. We came back and, and kind of reported, yeah, like these guys uh, are great. We should really consider moving forward. Mm -hmm. And from then it was um, kind of imbuing them with how we think. I, I'm very cognizant of not imparting our belief structure onto them. I mean, they've been around for 27 years or yeah. so for a reason. Um, but I do want all the good stuff that we have to kind of trickle over their way. So we're starting to to kind of figure each other out. I just added everyone to the Slack channel yesterday. Oh, nice. And like immediately all 30-some people that we have are all like, hey, welcome, welcome, calling people out by name. I can't wait to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I think they were just overwhelmed mm -hmm. by this graciousness and gratitude and kindness and, and just real true excitement about having them. Mm -hmm. And I think that really came across. What was it, and I don't know if this is how you were in the past at your other companies per se, but what was it that changed your outlook to build teams in this way or in this mm. method? Wow. Um, first of all, I do like a hundred of these things a year and <laughs> you're my favorite person. I think you can actually, cause you actually ask really meaningful questions. This is one of them. I spent a good chunk of my life being such a prick to people, very selfish and just trying to follow my own ambitions. And a lot of it was covering up this insecurity that I had. Mm -hmm. Just a, And I, I wasn't open. I wasn't transparent. If anything, I was just really closed down. So if somebody made a mistake, I'd fire them. Not because maybe they deserved it, but because they probably didn't deserve it, but because it made me feel like, okay, well, if they did something wrong that maybe I knew about and I didn't want people to poke holes into my leadership, mm -hmm. it was just, it was awful. It was just an awful thing. Yeah. I also treated people who stuck around poorly. And so for me, it's just really about 
hey, this is, we spend most of our lives with the people at work. Mm-hmm. And we have an opportunity to really do something special. So my calling, if it were something like that, I, I, I say my job is to build men and women of character. That's my job. That's my vocation. If I get a chance to do some great advertising and design work, that's a bonus. You know, I'm not interested in running a business for, for pure profitability. You have to be profitable to continue to do this kind of thing, but that's just not that's not the goal. The goal is for people while they're in our stead that they get to learn and grow and make mistakes and learn from them. Yeah. And I, I, it's it's remarkable that I was such an a hole my whole life because so <laughs> many people did that to me. They allowed me to fail and get back up and learn. And that's, I'm not a traditional advertising guy. I, I, I'm not a traditional design guy. I, I, I'm not a typical business guy. Heck, I don't even have a degree. So <laughs> I've been allowed to start and fail so many times. So for me, the most important thing was building a culture based on trust and honor and integrity and allowing people the freedom to try, the freedom to do things differently. And so that's where it came from. And so if we can do that with an acquisition, literally had a phone call this morning with with one of the vice presidents up there and talking about some of the nuances of the of the deal and i'm like i i know it's gonna take time for you to trust that this isn't a facade like this Mm -hmm. is anything but this is me like you're (laughs) i was talking to her on the peloton this morning so i'm like you're you're literally (laughs) talking to me on my phone would you have my phone number you can call me anytime you can call my wife anytime you can call like the people that you work with like i'm an open book what do you want to know and they're like no seriously i'm like no seriously whatever you want to know because that's where the excitement is it's like the rawness it's the realness that's that's what if we can get through life not creating a culture of assholes then we've won and if we can do it in a way that we can create people of character and that's even better. And we all have those insecurities, right? And if like we are letting those insecurities project onto other people, it's not going to be a good interaction. Right. Cause like you're sitting there scared in your own skin and you're projecting it on other individuals. Is this the, did you have that freedom from the get go with Wasserman and the brand leader? Uh, I, I probably did. I, I don't know to what extent it was until until he gave me the reins and, and gosh, graciously and unexpectedly, um, he, he's never questioned. Well, he might question things, but he always, he always lets me make the decision and I've never met anyone like him. He's, he's an incredible human. And, uh, he, he asked me to run his business. I mean, that's not a small thing. No, it's like and, his baby. Yeah, I, I mean, he did it for 20, 21 years before I came along. And he, he called me one year, probably two years in. And he said, Hey, listen, I've, he's like, do you mind if I stick around a little bit longer? Cause you know, the deal was like, at some point I'll buy the agency, you know, full stop from him. And, and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I've never had this much fun running this agency. I'm like, brother, like I can't do this without you. <laughs> so we've got this really, it took a while because I'm a very strong personality. He's a strong personality in a completely different way. And so he runs more on emotion. I run more on kind of instinct, kind of gut, kind of experience. And it's, it's, it, we sometimes are saying the same thing, but it feels like we're running counter because we're not understanding each other. And that, after about three years, almost coming up in the three year mark, something just clicked. And it was like, he starts running in his lane. And I'm running in my lane and just, I mean, it's just incredible what's happened. So, and for you, is your <clears throat> focus now bringing individuals in with the same values, 
the same, or they don't have to be similar traits, but just looking at the world in the same way to kind of build that bond and that culture. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I've never quite built a team this big mm-hmm. um, from the ground up. I think when I left Dr. Martin's, I think in some capacity we had like 58 people on my global team, but they all reported to various people and I never even met some of them. This is the largest team I've built from scratch. And it's really interesting because when you, you know, when you have a, a you know, three-legged table and it's perfect, that fourth leg has to be like the right length and everything. And it could mm-hmm. just throw up the balance, throw off the balance completely. When you go from, I mean, one year, gosh, we went from seven to 16 and we thought that was amazing. And then the last year we went from like 18 to something like 18 or 19 to 32 by the end of the year. Yeah. We added two at the beginning of this year and then we added seven more. It's just, you have to be really cognizant. And so it's, it's a buy-in from those people, but especially during the acquisition, that was a buy-in because you're getting seven people full stop. Now they have the right to walk away if they want, but um, I want them to stay. Yeah. And when people come in, you know, the onesie twosies for a, a job interview, a lot of them have done their research and have said, we want to work for you. That's, I don't take that lightly. It's like, okay, well, if we have the right fit and if you're the right person, my wife always says, and I stole this from her, uh, it's the three C's. It's character, competency, and chemistry. <laughs> and if you can get those three, then I'm in. So the right character would be, you know, making sure that you're a person of integrity, that you have some honor, class. Um, those people of, an, of, of good character aren't going to, you know, throw somebody under the bus or things like that. Um, Chemistry, obviously, you have to be able to gel with one another and have mm-hmm. some sort of fluidity with conversations and not be socially awkward and get our type of humor and the whole, that whole deal. And competency is, can you do your job? If you can get those three things, and it, it sounds simple, but those three things, if you can tick those boxes, it's, <clears throat> it, it, it works. So far, three and a half years in, I haven't had to fire a soul. Um, we've we've grown people. Okay. You know, it's just, it's been great. It's I, you know, it's, I want to knock on your wood table here because uh, we've been incredibly blessed with the folks we have. What about things you do within the team or within the culture, like certain practices, or do y'all have one-on-one meetings or, you know, how do you yeah. build that culture internally? I, I, I'm writing a book on this topic right now and, um, I don't know what it's called yet. Something about like building culture mm-hmm. brands or something. And so, because I want to go from this whole, like, Hey, good job at your business too. Like, how would you replicate this? And so it took me a while to kind of like really ask some tough questions. Cause it is, sorry to step no, in please. a new leadership style. I do believe the old yeah. leadership style has, is going away yeah. and dying. And if you're still underneath that leadership style, you're not as happy and you're not as productive. Right. Definitely not as happy. And, and I, you know, full stop believe that you have to have a healthy employee and when I say healthy, I don't mean like physically healthy, like void of sickness. I mean like they're healthy spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, yeah. physically, emotionally, spiritually. Like they are, they are a whole person. Now, I, I'll get back to your question in a second, but I say all that, but I thrive on bringing broken people into the business. Um, and, and to me, I mean, I've been broken so many times. You can, you know, you can ride me in a ring. There's, there's, there's a a characteristic of somebody who has gone through the ringer and has come out the other end knowing that um, life just handed them a deck of cards that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was me, and it still happens. It's um, I rely on the Lord, but if other people have been broken in a way that they see the world a little bit softer, 
um, give a little bit more grace because of what's happened to them, then, I mean, I love those folks. Mm-hmm. Not a single person has walked into our door in the last three and a half years. Not a single, not a single one. It's crazy. I, I don't know the folks up in New York well enough yet, but our team here in Greenville, South Carolina, they just have this, um, all of them have a spirit about them, which is just open and honest. Mm-hmm. And it, it allows room to change. It allows room to become somebody different. And I have a, I'm like I said, I'm a very strong personality. I can be intimidated in the office just because I'm, I'm thinking three steps ahead. I'm trying to think things. And so, but even I, when I allow myself to slow down and listen, like people have changed me. They're like, Hey, when you did that, that really hurt my feelings. Yeah. Um, or uh, it's just a matter of learning each other, but we've created that environment where you're able to do that without speak freely. And yeah. Yeah. Now you can't walk up, you know, you entry level person can't walk up to, you know, Jeff and say, you know, the owner, you know, and say, Hey, you're blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah. that's not going to end well. Um, but to be honest, that's going to end in a like, Hey, we're gonna have a conversation about this mm-hmm. and let's, let me explain to you why this was inappropriate or whatever. Um, it's just remarkable, but it, yeah, it's, it's important to me to make sure you have a well-rounded person who's open to, to receive that. What are some of the things y'all do do with the employees, the people you work with to make sure that is there? Like, is it team bonding events or is it like, you know, what culture practices do y'all do? I'm a, I'm a big believer in rituals. Yeah. I'm a, um, I really believe that having, um, something that people can look forward to. Uh, we do bagel Thursdays, which we, another idea we stole from somebody else, but every Thursday morning we bring bagels in. It's silly. It's, it doesn't cost much money. And, and they know every Thursday it's bagels. <laughs> it, it's, it's awesome. We know in the summertime we do summer hours. It's meaning on Friday you can work from home if you want, cut out early if you spent more time during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I stole that from Nike because in Portland and in Beaverton, outside of Portland, in the summertime, that's the only nice weather in Portland. So like they like, hey, listen, why don't you cut out early, but work an extra hour a day for the other four days, and you know, and so we do things like that because I think that's important to just kind of, um, it's kind of have those rituals people look forward to from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Um, it's gonna it's gonna have that holiday party, silly, but like we look forward to it. We do holiday awards. We mm-hmm. do uh, Employee of the Month. We do. Um, we have an all staff meeting once a month where everyone is included. And I started doing recently uh, a, an anonymous form. You can just drop something in and it feeds it to a Google sheet, which just has a question and, and some silly questions like, why did Kyle shave today? And, <laughs> uh, and some are like, hey, listen, these chairs really suck. Can we get new chairs? And sometimes it's like, what does this acquisition mean for me? And so they're, they're raw, they're honest, they're fun. They're, mm-hmm. All of that stuff is something you can look forward to. And I believe in rituals because it's, it's something you can kind of like, you have a stake in the ground. So that's a, that's a big one. Um, another thing I do is it starts from the top. If I'm not vulnerable and open and honest, then I mm-hmm. can't expect anyone else to be. Big time. You, that ha- is huge. you have to admit your failures and mistakes. And it's, it's shit, I make, I make a lot of mistakes. And, and I probably cop to half of them. <laughs> but um, I mean, daily I'm making mistakes. But again, as long as you don't make the same mistake twice, there's a place for you. Mm-hmm. If you continue to make the same mistake, then there's a there's a competency issue, and hopefully yeah. we didn't bring that person on in the first place. But I make mistakes. I make mistakes in judgment. I make the mistakes in business decisions. But you have to be able to admit that you might not want to admit that the whole company. Mm-hmm. I I will because it's important for them to see that the leader is the one who's saying it's okay to admit to this. It's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, and probably from the top down, do you feel 
that like the other employees, other people you work with know each other really well? Oh, like, yeah. do they know about the dog or do they know about, you know, maybe if they're having some issues in a relationship, like do they communicate and do they bond on that level? Well, we're getting to the size that it's harder to know everybody mm -hmm. as deeply, but absolutely. We have um, the main, because as an advertising agency design studio, we have a main group, a kind of an open wall um, floor plan for the main area. And there's 18, 20 people out there. And then we have two smaller rooms because we grew so fast, we kind of outgrew the space. We have two smaller offices um, that now hold four people each. So those teams are like the photo and video team is one, the digital and social team is another. And those those teams got to know each other really, really well. And then that larger group, yeah, there's a lot of interaction. There's uh, one of my favorite things, and I, I talk about this a lot on, on, on social media, on, on my personal Instagram, because I every time I see it, I just love it so much. Um, there was these two girls, I, I say was because um, one of them moved into one of those other smaller offices, but they would sit across from each other on this one little pod. We get these really cool pods of like six to eight people and they'd look at each other and they'd be like, ready for coffee? Yeah, ready for coffee. <laughs> two different teams. One's a copywriter, one's in social media and they would get up and we'd move to the coffee machine, which is in the lobby where my executive assistant sits as well and they would just hang out and they said, that's their favorite time. And, well, that's another thing. We put a coffee machine out there on purpose because we wanted, and it was a really, it's like a $1,500 coffee machine that makes you espresso because when you get coffee, you just get coffee and you pour it and you leave. Mm -hmm. If you if you have a machine that conversation can be centered around, which you can wait for, you know, you have to sit and wait for your espresso. I pull two shots when I go out there, so I have to <laughs> wait like five minutes. That's where you can have these conversations. I think Steve Jobs was the one who said like the hallway conversations are the best ones. Mm -hmm. So I love that when these two people who wouldn't hang out in life, they hang out together at the office and they, they learn each other. And now that that's starting to happen across the board, uh, I, I cannot, and I might get choked up talking about that. And you're not going to make me cry on your second podcast. <laughs> we got a long way to go. <laughs> I, I get really excited about, um, everyone has my cell phone number. And mm -hmm. again, some people believe me more than others that they can call me. Um, I had somebody call me the other day or text me the other day and said, um, I really need some help. Mm -hmm. They're struggling with some mental health issues. And, and we can talk, we should that's talk huge, about that because yeah. that's a big part of my life and, and yours actually. Mm -hmm. And, and so I'm like, Hey, let me help you out. If you're going to do this and this is, and because my wife's a therapist, we we're able to move mountains to, uh, to get this particular person, the help they needed. And he's kind of like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, I mean, this is where I'm going to lose it. I said, man, I care about you. And my wife cares about you. And she's never met him. Um, but that's why I'm here. Like, I'm here for you for this reason. All this other stuff is this is fun. Like, this is what, but that's not where the magic happens. The magic happens when you feel comfortable enough to come to me and say, I'm hurting and I yeah. don't know why. Um, I mean, that is incredible. That's, that's, that's what I, that's my biggest gift that I can uh, both receive, that I've been able to do this. Again, that's mm -hmm. Jeff's giving me the permission to be this person, but also to be that for others. And again, I don't do it well all the time, but how beautiful is that? And I, I cannot even count. I probably, if I sat down and looked at a list of the roster, I'd probably say two thirds of the people have had similar conversations with me. The team and the people at Engineered Sleep are offering you 15% off if you use promo code LIVE15 to get a new mattress. And I cannot tell you enough how much trust I have in the team at Engineered Sleep and the product 
they will provide to you if you have any questions about your current mattress. If you're getting bad sleep and you think it might be your mattress, it's time to upgrade your mattress. And the team at Engineered Sleep is here to do that for you. Use promo code LIVE15. You'll get 10% off your order. But most importantly, you're going to be working with an amazing company. You're going to have an amazing product. And you're going to start sleeping better at night and you'll start performing better on a daily basis so go to engineeredsleep.com use promo code live 15 get 15 percent off your order and start sleeping better and performing better on a daily basis do you think and this actually i don't know if it is something companies are now have in place but with you guys if somebody does come with you you know man i'm struggling i'm i think i might be depressed or i'm mm-hmm. have a lot of anxiety about stuff that's going on is there are there resources you have for the employees or like how do y'all go about that internally? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, first of all, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I, I And so it's really, it's hard for me to step in and I, I don't want to be that role. And I, I, if I can be a facilitator, that's great. So I try to make that very clear. I also can't, I just can't emotionally be that person for everybody at the office. So, um, but what we have done is, I mean, this is really, this is really cool. Um, we will help anybody in the office. Uh, we will help subsidize their first, I think it's $350 worth of therapy. And the cool thing is, it doesn't matter if it's individual therapy, like talk therapy for mm-hmm. yourself, couples counseling, marriage therapy. If your son or daughter needs some help. Um, yeah, big time. Yeah, it's, it's whatever it is. What we, we want you to be healthy, again, healthy mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, the whole deal. And so part of that is, and there's no stigma with mental health uh, in our office. We don't walk around talking about it like, "Hey, I'm on, you know, Will Butrin today." <laughs> yeah. um, it's but it's people know, like people know how I struggle. Uh, a lot of people have read my book at the office, and so they know that uh, I'm open about my suicide attempt years ago. I'm open about my struggles with mental health, mm-hmm. with depression, with anxiety, and so that gives them that. Again, it starts from the top. It starts with the leader saying, "Hey, I'm open enough to say this is what's wrong with me." Mm-hmm. And it's okay to talk yeah. about it. So we give the first $350, again, if I'm not mistaken, I know it's at least that amount. Um, we're trying to figure out a way to be able to have people access those funds without feeling like they have to tell us mm-hmm. that they need it. And that's that's the trick. Um, so they don't have to admit, because there's stigma or not, it's still personal and private. And I, I don't need to know that stuff. I want to be able to help them without needing to know. So yeah. trying to figure out how we can do that. The other thing is, too, one of our really cool partners, one of our clients, it's a local um, medication management company called I Trust Wellness. We're rebranding them. We're doing all their stuff. And I, I don't think they'd mind me talking about this really spectacular group. The first group, actually, the founder was the one who uh, who saw me three and a half, four years ago and, and first just prescribed, diagnosed me with having a, you know, uh, anxiety disorder and depression, prescribed my meds, which now I... I'm still on. Without it, my life would be completely different. Mm-hmm. I think we talked last time about how that was hard for me to admit that I needed medication. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> for them to offer us a deal for all of our employees to go see them for virtually no cost, that's incredible. That deal starts sometime this month. We're still in the process of getting it started. This week alone, I've had three employees come to me and say, hey, how can I get this started? Yeah. That's an incredible th- privilege um, to be able to give that. And we're trying to honor the business by saying, we're going to help you. We're, we're going to, we're, the way to make it work is to be able to give them feedback on the process. Mm-hmm. But really what they're doing, they're changing people's lives. Yeah. Some people can't afford those payments. Some people can't afford a two, $300, you know, psychiatric appointment because 
you know, so we've, we've, which by the way, you can use that subsidy to cover that as well. Uh, even though they're like, like I said, they're minimal now with these guys. We want to make sure people have access to anything. If look, they want to go to a gym and work out because we know that working out, you know, increases. Is there, is there meditation or it's there for the yeah, mental exactly. health? Yeah. We want people to know that we will provide whatever they need to be successful humans first. If you have successful humans, you'll have a successful business. What what resonated with me just then was before we talked, you talked about the difference between a father and a dad. There's a difference between a workplace and a family. Yeah. It seems like you are building a family, yeah. not just a workplace. There's a line in the book, in the movie, The Firm, where they're just oh, like... Oh, great movie. Yeah, great movie. Um, I think it's a better book, but it's been a long time since I read it. A movie <laughs> I see a lot. Um where they're just like, you know, we're a, we're a small firm in Memphis, but we're like a family. And it ends up being a creepy family. And so every time I say, like, we're kind of like a family, I always think of that. Everyone's too young at the office to know this, but to know the movie. But um, I, I feel like it's cliche to say we're a family, but, but gosh, we are. Mm-hmm. We At our Christmas party this year, we had a beautiful Christmas party. There was like 60-some people there. Everyone brings their spouse or significant other. Some people brought their siblings who did who weren't partnered with somebody. And to look across everyone and realize that these are people that share each other's lives and days and here's the other half of them or mm-hmm. the, a very significant person to them that's sharing in that. It was just this really special thing. And so we try to be, yes, we have to be a place for employment because we, we have a responsibility, fiduciary responsibility, um, a client service responsibility to our clients and to each other and ultimately to Jeff who owns the business. But, you know, cause if we didn't, if we're not profitable and, and, you know, to be fair, we invested the last couple of years to grow this thing. So, you know, we're looking at profit now as a big driver, as, as any business would. Mm-hmm. You have to do those things. However, that should be a byproduct of what our purpose is. And our purpose is, you know, building, again, building men and women of character. Yeah. So what does that look like? And from all the things that we've talked about recently, y'all have been probably recognized in some really cool ways about they say at workplace, but you know, on these lists in South Carolina, in the country, and I think that there's some bigger ones coming. I mean, how did how does that feel to get recognized even a little bit for what y'all built? This is that's hard for me because um, we, we we've won five best places to work awards in in two years, which is unheard of. Yeah, it's like it's crazy. It's hard to make sense it's, of. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. It's my favorite, and we've we win awards for our design work and our branding work and our web development as well. But anyone can do that. Anyone, anybody who's good enough to stay in business in our in our industry should be winning awards at some point, at some level. Not many people win these awards, and I take it very seriously. It's really hard though to find that balance of like taking pride in that and realizing that it's you know it's something that should be happening. It's, mm-hmm. it's it should be table stakes for businesses. But I think it's really special because our team votes on that. So it's a it's an anonymous survey that goes to every member, uh, anyone who has who full time job with us. Uh, I think it's 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 run by Best Places Company. Um, I mean, they do this for you know lots of states and lots of businesses yeah. and publications, and they vote on it. And it's it's cutthroat, and you get a score, and it, and it's you're scored on all these things. The cool thing is, the first year we got, and you get you get your results back, and they'll tell you. They won't tell you who, obviously, so you can't single anybody out. But, you know, if you have critical mass in an area, they'll say a department 
voted this way or the women voted this way, the men voted this way, or the age demographic voted a certain way. But I remember the first year we 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 scored the year in South Carolina we we I forget what it was seventh or eleventh whatever it was, um, that was our first year. And I the first thing I did was look at this sheet. It was this big sheet of paper, this Excel document with all these different scores, and oh, they were all 98, 98, 100. And I look at this one row. It's like forties. Dang. Like what the hell is this? What and is it was it? across the board. It was men, women, you know, whatever. And I look at this thing and I'm like. What the hell? It was it was uh, benefits. It was health benefits, oh. and we knew we had crappy health benefits. And when you're a small business, and again, God bless him, Jeff did the best he could. Your small business, you you're not afforded the opportunity to get really good benefits. So mm-hmm. I'm like, we have to do this. It, we have to take care. Of, we have to take care of this line item. And it was really rough for me because I wasn't even on the healthcare. It was like they, it cost money to even look at the healthcare plan. It was so bad. It was Man. like. Um, and we didn't subsidize much. We I think we did maybe fifty percent of of the employee and hundred percent for family was your your responsibility. So we searched and we searched and we found a really great broker. And now I'm proud to say it can be better and we're getting there, but we're seventy five percent of a plan which costs less to the employee and it offers three times the 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 health value. We've in that process, we've now had three or four people who have given birth on our health insurance. Like it's no longer like give you a band-aid and tell you to go home. It now it's like you actually have medical care. Have you been able to see that line item now? Yeah. So the following year, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say, the following year that was eradicated. And and we, we won the second best place to work in South Carolina. So that's and that thousands of people enter this thing. Thousands of businesses. So that to me is that's what you have to do. You have to ask. Be open to the criticism you're gonna get. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually, um, I saw one, and I forget what it was exactly. I tried to put it in my mind, but it was something like belief in leadership. And it was like 20%. It was like one, you could tell it was one person who did it. And that killed me. Like it killed me. But that person had a valid point. Like I maybe would, wasn't cascading enough information down and I was giving them a lot of information. And, and this is, you know, sometimes you can give too, too much information and in this case, it was too much information about, like, we had a bad month, we didn't hit goal, we blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that freaked people out. Mm-hmm. And they Stressed started going the other way. And I was like, wait, but you guys wanted to know. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's, so you have to have a balance. But yeah, those things are pretty cool. And we just won, and I can say this now, um, we just won Best Place to Work from Ad Age Magazine 2023. And Advertising Age, is, it's, it is the creme de la creme of mm-hmm. our industry. It is the report that comes out every week. It's a trade pub. It is a big, big deal. And we're up with, I haven't seen the list yet because it doesn't come out until Monday. I don't know our position yet. But, I mean, we're up against some big, legitimate national advertising firms in Minneapolis and San Francisco and New York, all the places you would imagine. And that's special, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty powerful stuff, but it's voted on by our staff, which is really cool. I have a there's some funny I have a funny story about a friend of mine that <clears throat> he says he likes feedback, and then when he gets critical feedback, he doesn't like feedback anymore. So I'm like, buddy, you just like positive yeah. feedback. <laughs> you yeah. don't like the critical side. Who doesn't of like it? positive feedback? <laughs> Over um, also the Outside Magazine. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about well. Yeah, yeah. The first year. Well, there's a funny story about Outside Magazine. I'll, I'll tell you quickly that 2021 we were honorable mention. 2022 we were uh, 11th overall. And we're talking companies like REI and Keen Footwear mm-hmm. and Cotapaxi and some really great brands are on that list. 
lot of advertising and digital um, agencies as well. And but what what happened there was, and this kind of started everything. I had moved from Silicon Valley to Portland, and then Portland here, and all very, you know, liberal, um, progressive places. Mm-hmm. And I came here in the South, and it's it is what it always was. And so you, change is very difficult. And it is no discredit to, to Jeff because he didn't know anything different. He has been here for twenty years, and you know this is what it is. It's hard to do this, hard to do that. So I said, I want to be on that list. So I took this is a true story. I actually <laughs> took I took it. I think it was the last time they printed it in the magazine. Now it's just online. And I took the top fifty, and I created a spreadsheet with every perk that was mentioned. Here's why they're number one. They had dogs in the office, unlimited vacation. Uh, sabbaticals you have that uh, I went through this whole and I created this list it was like 63 things long and I deduped it and made sure it was all like all individual original things and I took that list and I sent it to Jeff I said this is our new policy he's like what he's like what the hell are you talking about and I said we're doing unlimited vacation he's like what and he's like we're doing this and uh, I'm proud to say we do everything on that list except for sabbatical we're trying to figure that out Mm -hmm. the company we just acquired actually has one after four years it's a month-long sabbatical which is awesome. We're gonna Very we're going cool. to incorporate that. That is a promise in 2023. I'm figuring out how to do that. But I went. Our work is good. Our people are good. There and there's there's if we don't have a great plan for that of benefits, man, it it, it changed the game. So we have showers in the office. We got office bikes. We have three office bikes. You can just pick up and ride in summertime more easily. Ride downtown. Do whatever you want to do. Um, mental health care day. Free mental health care days. Um, we have uh, paid volunteer days once a quarter. We, we got a little bit off that this last quarter, but we're, we're bringing those back. Martin Luther King Jr. Day two years ago, we cleaned up the Reedy River here in town as a, as a team. is one of the best days ever. We did a soup kitchen one time. We helped build a racetrack for a, a nonprofit that helps youth mm-hmm. kids. Like That's meaningful in-service days. So we try to do that every quarter. We have a, a quarterly book club. Everyone reads a business book and then shares their... I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And on. Okay, why? Is it costly? Absolutely. But is it meaningful? thousand percent. Yeah. I asked earlier about practices y'all do to build the culture. Those are a bunch you just listed. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that would be like some of the most important. And that's why people want to work with us. They, they really want, people really want to say, I, I want to do great work. And listen, it, this is all predicated on the fact that we're not a crappy agency. We do really good work. <laughs> yeah. Like it's some of the best work I've ever seen. And, uh, and I can say that because I'm not a designer. So, I mean, our, our creative director is like second to none. He is Gosh, he's just the most talented designer I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And we've got a crew of people now, illustrators, designers, um, you know, branders. Um, it just goes on and on. Copywriters, web developers. Even our client services team is just amazing. We've got a new director of PR. We have a great sales guy. Like, we're talking, I mean, I mean our photographer, head photographer, director of photography, is 21 years old. I've never seen a more technically perfect photograph than this kid. Um, I mean, I, I, I tell him I want to be him when I grow up because he, he bought his house at 20. He has a, drives an Audi. He's like, and he's 21 years old. And I'm like, like what, like what is in your genes? Like I want some, um, an incredible director of marketing and, I, and I'm missing so many people, but the work is amazing. So you have to have like comp- competency again. That's why it's one of those three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you can have that on a layer of benefits on top, that's, that's really huge. What is what does growth look like for y'all in the next year? Even mm, that's a hard one. Um, I don't know. I have no. I have no target. Isn't that awful? Like, but I, do, I have no target. <laughs> I mean, I know what our goals are for this year, 
but every time we set a goal, we exceed them. Mm-hmm. And like, do you do you envision or do y'all see bringing on another agency or growing the office here in Greenville more? Yeah, is that that's all? Yes, uh, yes, all of it, all of it. And this is where the Jeff Kyle show works really, really well. While I'm working running the agency day to day, he's out trying to find what's the next thing. Mm-hmm. And so we might get another bolt on. We might open a new location. By a bolt on, I mean another another acquisition. And again, an acquisition that we don't have redundancies. An acquisition which add services in which we don't have where we make both better i i will not help um acquire an agency where we have to lay people off it's just it's just not in my dna yeah. so uh yeah we're looking um denver boulder area um either an outpost there sending somebody out there um or acquiring an agency that's already out there we're looking at maybe atlanta or charlotte or what does that look like we don't know um mm-hmm. we're open to it but we also don't want to just be this thing that just be a myth that just goes off and, and does these things because yeah. you can lose the culture along the way. And um, earlier last year, I asked the the leadership team, "Hey, what do you, where do you guys see us in?" In I think I said three years, and they said X million dollar company with this many people. Well, we did that already, and I'm like, okay, so we got to dream bigger. Now, I don't think I have any any interest in a twenty, thirty, forty million dollar agency annually and a hundred people. It's I think you lose that touch that makes us special. So mm-hmm. um, there's definitely a balance there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. With um, with all you have going on, you got to take care of yourself too. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're operating at an extremely high level. You're crazy busy. You uh, you put up a post. I think it was on LinkedIn. Um, but it started with sleep, exercise, and nutrition. Mm-hmm. How do you still make that a priority? I love that you said it starts with that because it's not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, you, first of all, the only way to make those things a priority is by doing it. You have to just do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you do something for what's the study after 28 days, it becomes habit. So you just got to force yourself to do it. I've got an incredible partner. My wife is my best friend and, and my partner in everything. <clears throat> and so, I mean, we share, uh, we share a thought process about how to handle things. Tough decisions are made, um, by talking through things, you know, we're very open with each other about our work life as well. So that's that's huge. So we go to better bed together uh, every night at eight fifteen, eight thirty. There you go. Like, the kids make fun of us. Get your but, sleep. But this morning I was up at five thirty, and I was on the Peloton by six thirty. You mm-hmm. know, some days I'll run and bike. Depends. Um, maybe like a light effort on both. Some days I'll go for a hard run on the treadmill. If it's nice, I'll go outside. All before most people wake up and then have breakfast, take the dogs out, take the kids to school and go to work and I make it a priority the sleep so I can have the exercise and if I and I think I said this on the post and if I don't fuel my body properly then I won't be able to do either of those things mm-hmm. so currently I'm not drinking any alcohol just because it's like now it's a game like how long can I go um, but I've been when my wife is doing that really yeah um, I, I love people do it for like dry January but I'm just like what you know how long can I take this yeah um but I've been uh, keto since June of 2022, and that's just changed how I feel. I don't feel bloated. I don't feel... A lot feel, of energy? Uh, uh, in some ways. it. I mean, it has taken forever for me to get my prowess back on a run. Like, my run times went, just sank. Um, just now, I'm like... It's, I, I tell people, like, I tell the kids, like, how... Like, well, what does it do? I'm like, well, it's, how, why is it hard to run? I said, well, it's kind of like the difference between lighting a wick of a candle or trying to light the wax and make it burn. Like, because <laughs> you're literally burning fat instead of you're using that as your fuel instead of, mm-hmm. you know, stored carbohydrates. And that's difficult. All energy gels are just pure carbs. 
pasta, you know, fuel before a race, eat pasta before the night of a run. None of that stuff is, is, is available to me. (laughs) So (laughs) we found some really interesting ways of doing it, but okay. Back to your question. Um, those are the foundational elements just to kind of, and I'm also, I probably have some level of OCD because I, I structure my day in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it's also just mentally and making sure I, I take my pills every day. I, I, uh, I go get checked out by uh, by the doctors, whatever, just making sure I'm on that right regimen. And so all that stuff is important, but it's also rest. And I think some people correctly added to that post on a comment, like, don't forget rest is important. Somebody mm-hmm. said, don't forget meditation is important. All those things are important. Are important. Yeah. And for but me, it's just... if you do those, like, the rest falls in line. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I, I think for me, it's exercise. If I do exercise, I'm going to be more motivated to eat right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a clear mind. A lot of times I think exercise is my meditation. So for me, you know, I think just like you mentioned, like if you start with one thing even, if, you're, if people are out there not doing anything, they can just find one thing to start with. Then hopefully some other things will fall in line. Yeah. I mean, something that you're passionate about, you know, you and I are both passionate about exercise and mm-hmm. fitness and athleticism. Uh, it doesn't have to start there, but for us it does. Uh, but definitely sleep. And, and because I'm such a mental health proponent, um, advocate for men in particular, it's very important for me to like, we have somebody at the office, um, again, somebody different than I was referring to earlier, who was struggling with some things. And, and I'm like, how often are you sleeping? Like, What's your sleep schedule? And the answer was like three to four hours. And I'm like, gosh, you can't do that. You know, you got to turn off your brain. You have to rejuvenate yourself. If you don't, I mean, sleep is literally the backbone to, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not literally the backbone. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the wrong definition of literally, but you get what I'm saying. Um, and without sleep, so I try to get eight hours a night, which seems absurd, but I mean, it, it's different. It's, it just helps you, you know. Do you function. notice, can you notice pretty quickly if you don't do those things, oh, your gosh. mental health slipping? Immediately. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I can, I can usually tell. I have an app on my phone that I track my uh, my medication with. I don't even need it because if I haven't taken it, I'll know by like 12 or 1. I'm irritable. It's just, but like I said in my book, you're kind enough to say that you read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I start my day with, you know, try to start, I can't say it every day, but I try to start the day with reading the scriptures and praying because if I don't do that, I have an awful day. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you can tell if you put your mind, if you set your mind right at the start, well, I'll tell you another funny story because I'm, I'm, you know, want for stories. But the my my daughter is 14 year old girl, and uh, she's awesome. She's beautiful. She's funny. She's she's energetic, but man, she has a streak in her which just it's just a you know a switch flips like that. So uh, early in the morning, I just worked out. I come upstairs to the kitchen, and she's there, and she's cutting a pop tart. I know, I know I can't talk about nutrition. I don't eat them, but she does. So she's cutting her pop tart and she cut them unevenly and she just clenched her fist and she was like, (laughs) I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I cut it wrong. I'm like, are you sharing it with anyone? She's like, no. And I'm like, well, both pieces are going in your mouth. Like (laughs) I couldn't understand it. And my wife says something that's really great. And she says this, and I've shared this at work and people like this. So I'll share it here. My wife says, again, she's a therapist. She says, everyone has about a dollar of emotional energy to spend a day. And you just spent 50 cents on a Pop-Tart. How are you possibly going to ha- have the rest of the energy left, the rest of the dollar for everything else that comes up for the day? Like, you don't give your emotional energy to these things that really don't matter. And sometimes it sounds condescending to say to somebody who really feels it in the moment, like mm-hmm. she did, 
Eh, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. To her, it's a big deal. So you have to train yourself to realize these, what's a big deal and what's not. And and then you can kind of balance it. But if you think about an analogy, whatever you want to, if, if you've got 100 pennies, you've got 100 dinosaurs, yeah. it doesn't matter. How many are you going to give to this thing? Um, and that's that's helpful because you, you, you will burn out by noon if you just hold this stuff too close to your chest. Is there, um, in your journey, have you gotten feedback or how have your daughters or how have your kids wife family responded to you like have they been like man like it's been incredible to see like now that you prioritize the different things you you know you're more open you're more vulnerable like what has the feedback been from them wow um well the two youngest ones uh are 9 11 and they're just like we've never seen you happy before this um a lot of that is a lot of my decision to recommit my life to the Lord, find my wife again, mm-hmm. all the things that you and I talked about last time. And, you know, healthy relationship, an open relationship, not open in that sense, but open where we talk about everything mm-hmm. freely and, you know, we don't have no secrets, all that stuff. I mean, you know, I, I lived a life before where, again, when you live in shame and you're trying to hold things back, you don't want people to find things out. You have that anxiety when, like, oh my gosh, you know, they just picked up my phone. If they see this, uh, and you have that, you wear it. It's like, it literally has a psychosomatic response that it, it's, it can be detrimental to you, to your physical health as well. I don't worry about that. My wife has passcodes to everything I have. She's got access to my email and Instagram and my phone yeah. and whatever. So the living in that kind of freedom, then you're just like, you can be open. And uh, and they see that. They thrive off that. They're just like, that. my, my youngest daughter, she's the nine-year-old. She loves my wife as her stepmother. She loves her to death. She wants to be like her. And they have this really special relationship. And and when you ask her why, and she's just like, I I just never seen dad happy with a woman, you know? And it's that's kind of special. Um, the most revealing to me was my brother. My brother who's he's eleven years older than me, so he's like fifty nine. And we were sitting at, at a, a white duck taco in town. This is years ago. And we just moved to town. My brother helped drive me down here. And it was, it was my now wife and him. And she's like, tell me, because she met him years ago when we were kids and dating. And she's like, tell me what he was like. And, and <laughs> he, he looked at Jerusha and said, he was such an asshole. And he's like, but now he's a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And one that floored me because I never thought he thought of me that way. Like, oh, that just hurt. But at the same time, like, I think that just speaks to it. So a lot of it is, I, I can't say it's just about sleep. It's just about all these things. It's a lot of it is like, yeah, I was an asshole. Mm-hmm. I was this person. I was hard on people. I was hard on myself. I hid the truth. I'm like, there's so many things that were wrong with me. And again, a lot of that is insecurity built up on who you, on, on who you were as a kid. Yeah. And you're just a human, you know? Yeah. We all have insecurities. We all have things we're bad at. We all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, those are just things of part of being a human and, yeah. and going about your daily life. If you were to pinpoint one leadership trait, you know, I don't want to know, you know, I don't even know if you describe yourself as like the leader of the company, the leader of your family, but you, you know, people look up to you and they look to you for guidance. What is one or two like leadership traits people could maybe use in their own life? Wow. Again, great question. Um, I, I, I'm the co-leader of my family, uh, and uh, so I have to give credit to my wife because she she picks up where, where I lack. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to come down with authenticity. 
Yeah, to, you know, with that kind of idea of if you're not living an authentic life, then it's just, I mean, inauthenticity just is rank. Mm-hmm. You smell it from a mile away. And I say this in business too. Like we've all gotten emails from companies like, oh, like we needed to just put an email out and you get you from J crew or whatever, mm-hmm. making it up. But you get an email and you're just like, this doesn't even make any sense. Like why did they send this to us? But they felt like they needed to. That is very similar to people when they just, when they, when they're inauthentic to their true self, it just reeks and they think it doesn't. They think that their mask is covering it. But like I learned all too painfully my whole life is that people see right through that. And some people have a tolerance for it uh, and they just kind of discount you. But some people just poke holes in it. Some people just shut you out and none of those are acceptable. You live authentically. That's the biggest thing. So as a leader, I try to be authentic and I'm learning the balance of there's a difference between authenticity and, you know, and telling everyone everything, yep. right? So you can be a truth teller and be authentic and not say everything that you have to say. <laughs> so that's 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 a big one. Well, Kyle, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. I do believe you're an inspiration to not only men, women, everybody out there, the way that you have transformed you as a person over the years. I mean, it's really incredible to see. And uh, if people haven't listened, they need to listen to our first conversation to get that story of your transformation. And I mean, from what you told me you were, it's hard for me to even to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I've only known you the past few years, but I can't wait to see what y'all continue to grow, um, you know, with the brain leader and you personally. I mean, it's really incredible. So thank you for coming on. It's been a great conversation. Sam, it's always a pleasure to see you. You know, to see how happy you are. You've got an incredible story yourself. And, uh, and man, I'll do this every week if you want. This is fun. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, click subscribe on your listening platform for upcoming conversations.